Okay, hello everyone. Um, this is October 6th, Fiction Old and New. Tonight we're going to be discussing Brooklyn by Colm Toybean. And uh, before we start, I wanted to say Michelle's not here tonight. She had uh, she hit her head and got a concussion, and she gave me permission to say that. And so she is um, not supposed to be using the computer for a couple of weeks. Um, she thought she might have her husband log her in, and she might just listen in, but I don't see her on here. So I am going to um, – I pasted her well-written-as-usual introduction into my chat window here. And I'm going to let Jaws read it. I'm moving my microphone up by the speaker, so hopefully you guys will be able to hear this. Okay, I'm going to let Jaws read the introduction now. Colm Boyden pronounced Colm Boyden was born on May 30th, 1955 in Colm. Colm Boyden pronounced Colm Boyden pronounced Colm Boyden pronounced Colm Boyden pronounced Colm and is Dorothy County, Wessex, Ireland, the second youngest of five, and is Dorothy Connor. Boyden pronounced Colm Boyden, Colm Boyden pronounced Colm Boyden was born on May 30th, 1955 and is Dorothy County, Wessex, Ireland, the second youngest of five children. Both his father and his grandfather were members of the Irish Republican Army. His father died when he was 12 years old and of his own life. He has said he grew up in a home where there was a great deal of silence not at age 17. After reading the essential Ernest Hemingway, he developed a strong interest in Spain. After graduating from University College Dublin in 1975, he moved to Barcelona where Ellen for three years. His first novel, The South, was partly inspired by his time in Spain. He returned to Ireland in 1978 where he worked for several years as a journalist, not as a Author, having written novels, short story collections, non-fiction books, literary criticism, poetry, and essay collections, his novels, The Blackwater Lightship, The Master, and The Testament of Mary were each shortlisted for the man. Booker Prize, The Master, won the Impact Dublin Literary Award in 2006. Brooklyn, the novel that we read for tonight's discussion, won the Coast Novel Award in 2009. Body has taught literature and created writing at several colleges, including Princeton University, the University of Manchester, and currently teaches at Columbia University. But in terms of his personal life, he is openly gay. He has stated that he does not watch any television. Well, sorry about that. It wasn't exactly the smoothest reading I've ever had with Jaws, but hopefully you got the gist of it. And if anyone wants this text, I can always email it to you also. So let's get started and see what people thought of the book. Well, I'll start it. I'm probably going to disappoint you. I, I just thought it was a girl's book. Ruth Ann is going to give her review. She just, I don't think she agrees with me. I liked, uh, is it Ailey? See, I don't remember the characters very well. Uh, you know, she Ailish. was... Ailish. Huh? Ailish. Ailish, thank you. Uh, like, I'll, I'll give you characters I liked. I liked her, Rose, of course, you know, which ends tragically. Uh, the mother, Father Doyle, was it? Uh, I can't remember the priest who was very prominent in their lives. Uh, but it was just the maturation of a girl who's very brave and everything coming to America, but uh, gets involved in a, you know... I don't want to tip the whole thing off just me, but it's it's the growing up to me of Ailish. And I guess by the end, she, you know, she did the right thing, but she'll always remember her other love. And that's all I'm going to say. Let's see what others have to say. Yeah, I'm sorry, Bob. I, you had asked me to go over the characters real quick. And yeah, Ailish was the main character. Her sister, Rose, I don't remember if the mother had a name. Mrs. Kelly was the really obnoxious woman in Ireland that, Ailish had worked for for a while before she went to America, and Father Flood was the woman or the the priest who arranged helped arrange for her trip there and helped arrange for classes. She worked in the department store for uh, Mrs. F. Ferenta or something like that. I don't remember the exact name. She lived in a boarding house that was run by a Mrs. Keogh, and uh, her boyfriend in America was Tony. And then when she went back to Ireland, she got involved with Jim. Uh. 
I, I enjoyed reading the book. Uh, I liked her character a lot better toward the beginning of the book. And as she became more and more wishy-washy toward the end of the book, I liked her less and less. So uh, uh, that's not to fault the the writing. I thought the writing was good, and, and the story was good, and it kept me it kept me engaged. But like I say, I, the books I enjoy the most are, are the ones where I really have a character that I like. And by the end of the book, I, I had had about had enough of her because uh, 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 I, I thought what she did. When she got over to Ireland, was totally wrong. I mean, she married that. She married Tony before she left, and then got over there and, and flitted around like she was like a fifth grader and stuff. And I just, I just didn't, uh, I just didn't condone that, and I, and I didn't like her for it. And I mean, she was, she was over there not reading any of his letters to her, and delaying her return back to back to America. And the only reason she ended up doing anything is because that that Miss Kelly. Uh, called her, called her on it, and and, and she was caught. So, uh, uh, you know, she, she did the right thing, I guess, in the end for all the wrong reasons and stuff. And I, and I was just kind of disgusted with her by the end of the book. So, uh, I liked her in the first part of the book, or you know, through through the majority of it. But like I said, by the by the time we got to the end, uh, uh, I was kind of uh, uh, had enough of her and was kind of about done with her. So, that's Alan's take. Well, I felt exactly the same way. I didn't like her much at all by the end of the book. I thought through the entire book she was wishy-washy. I mean, she didn't decide to go to America. Somebody decided for her. Somebody picked the place she was going to work. Somebody picked her activities. Even in the boarding house, somebody told her which room she was going to have. She went along with Tony. It's almost like you wonder if she just went along to go along. And then when she went back to Ireland, she just went along with Jim. I was almost wondering if Mrs. Kelly had not called her, would she have stayed in Ireland and just married Jim and committed bigamy? Oh, Michelle's here. Okay, I see. that's my jaw says that. And Michelle, we send you our love and hope you'll get well soon. I think I'm on. Ruth Ann wants to talk too. But uh, yeah, I, I agree. I, I'm harder. Yeah, Alan, I agree. At the beginning, you can kind of like her, but she really got wishy-washy. And she was not friendly. She was aloof. You know, when you go to a new country and people befriend you, you try, I would try hard to get to know them, but she was very aloof. Uh, and yeah, I wonder if she, I think she might have married Jim and just stayed in, uh, stayed in Ireland had it not been for evil Mrs. Kelly. Ruth Ann? Yeah, well, speaking as a person who kind of has moved, uh, you know, moved to another part of the world and gotten married. And the, the, uh, as, uh, I, I think that some of this is, is very telling as far as her, her emotional state and everything like that. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, you're, you're absolutely right. She, she um, the, the biggest mistake she made is, let, uh, is marry Tony before she left for, you know, to go back to Ireland. I, I think that was totally inexcusable. She should have stu- stood up for herself and said, no, I'll marry you when I come back, if I come back, or whatever the situation, and I love you. And I think Tony was really very good to her, and certainly his family was. Um, but then again, she was as, as, oh, I have to help father so-and-so for t- with the, I can't let him down, and but the character I kind of liked was Mother. It, she kind of said, this is, uh, you know, 
she finally tells mother what she's done, that she had married before she left, and the mother just really laid it out and said, this is what you're going to, what you're going to do, I'm not, I will say goodbye to you now, but uh, you, 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 you can't have done that, and, and she was doing all this before when, with uh, Joe trying to, you know, mess around, and, and I, I felt that uh, some of it was understandable, but as I say, it might have been forgiven had she not married um, Tony. Jo- Tony before she left, because that was really inexcusable. Okay, let me let up here. Well, they also said that um, when she left Ireland, she'd put a picture of her and Jim in the bottom of her suitcase. I'm like, what is she thinking? I mean, that's just... It's like she still had a fondness for Jim, even. I, I totally don't get that. Well, I think she was trapped into the... I mean, she kind of got herself trapped and she would have... Oh, and I cut in because we're recording and we'll never... We can't raise well, the volume. You there, can't, is, Ruth Ann. Is there anything you could do? No, I, I can't, I honey. good comments. Well, can you hear them? Could you Barely. hear Okay, I have to record it. And, uh-huh. uh, but yeah, that the, the husband... Tony someday is going to find that picture if they do a sequel, which I hope they don't. But, uh, you know, I thought at first a tree grows in Brooklyn, but no. uh, but uh, France, Francie was much smarter than Ailish. I'm sure she grew up to be a better uh, young woman than Ailish. That's my view. Well, I think Don said something about her maybe feeling trapped or being trapped. Uh, I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm not really sure I go along with that. She, I mean, she she was perfectly capable of making decisions. She just really had a hard time making them, it seemed like. And uh, that, that, that's that's why I got frustrated by the end. And you're right, Sherry. When she threw that picture then, I, by then I thought, good, this woman has not a lick of sense. But, I mean, you know, some things you just got to commit to, and, you know, and just commit and, you know, live up to your commitments and stuff. And, you know. You know, a, a marriage relationship's one of them. I mean, I mean, she was acting like she was a like a kid in high school. It was just, it was ridiculous. So, uh, uh, I got very frustrated with her by by the end of the book. But, uh, uh, I mean, she she was around a lot of good people. I mean, Tony's family was wonderful, and uh, you know, I'm sure those. I mean, her mother, you know, did the right thing in the end, and Ava Rose was great, and uh, uh, and and maybe that. I guess that Jim guy was probably okay by the end of it. All he acted kind of, uh, kind of squirrely that that first time she met him, but uh, uh, at least he had a reason for it. It sounds like, but uh, uh, like I said, she was just like like a like a, a dust smoke floating on the wind. I, I don't know. She she just wasn't. Uh, she seemed at the beginning of the book like she was going to be real competent, and I mean she was a bookkeeper. You know, that's my line of work. So I thought that was nice. She was obviously smart. But uh, I, I, like I said, I, I was just fed up with her by the end of the end of the book. She was so wishy-washy, and she was twenty-five. Remember, acting like fifteen. She wasn't eighteen or seventeen, where you might say, "Well, she didn't know better." Uh, she did know a better. And Jim, remember, he, Alan, you probably you know it. You alluded to it. He he didn't talk to her because his other girlfriend had just dropped him, and he didn't care about other women and such. You know, at that time, but then he fell in love with uh, with Ailish, and uh, yeah, I one wonders if Mrs. Kelly hadn't have blown the whistle and said, "I'm I'm going to tell the landlady." I'm going to. I think she even did a little bit, uh, or made phone calls. No, with her cousin in America or something, 
Uh, she forced her out. She says, you will do the right thing. You're going to get, you better get out of town and go back to your husband. And I wonder if she would, would have done it. Well, I think, too, they pointed out that Jim snubbed her in the old days because she wasn't stylish and all this stuff. And when she came back from America, everyone was talking about her stylish clothes and all this kind of stuff. And so now he's interested. So, you know, right off the bat, I would have written him off. But she just seemed to go along with it. Um, I thought she adjusted well to New York. And like you said, she had to be pretty smart. She took all these classes. She was quite successful at work. And to her credit, she had no problem with the black uh, customers once the store started opening themselves to black customers, which was to her credit also. The only woman she was kind of mean to was, um, I think her name was Dolores or something, and she was a cleaning woman or something that came to stay at the boarding house. And Ailish didn't seem to want to associate with her any more than the other girls did. And I thought the other girls at the boarding house also seemed younger than Ailish. They seemed more immature. Go ahead. You well, must. let me see. I uh, Dolores, yeah, she was Dolores. mean to her. Wasn't Dolores, was she a lady of the street also? No. Wasn't there some reason? Uh, but she was mean to her, yeah. She she was, and the landlady befriended uh, Ailish finally. She had rules and all that, but she, and Father Flood, of course, was very influential, uh, you know, with the factory. He knew... Uh, that Laura was it the 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 daughter who ran the factory, but the father, uh, her father, but Father Flood had influence over him, calling him by his first name. And remember, they said, "Oh, he'll let you get away with it once, double crossing him or whatever she wanted to do. But uh, if you do it again, you'll be gone." You know. But uh, was this the fifties? I think it was yes. with black. They call them colored customers. And she adjusted to it, finally, you know. And I did like the lady that ran the floor there, I, uh, Italian lady. Miss something or I, I can't. Well, I know that, but I don't remember her name. But I thought she wanted to befriend her, too. She says, anytime you want to talk to me, I'm happy to do it, you know, and talk to you and help you. But it didn't work out that well. But I thought they, people were trying to befriend her, but she was always aloof. The good thing she did is she got the bookkeeping done. She went to school. And was goal oriented, and you know, uh, walked to school and work and and all that, and saw Tony Thursday, Friday, and Saturdays, I guess. But she, her studies came first. I give her credit for that. Well, maybe I read too much into it, but did you guys get the sense that uh, Mrs. F, I'll call her, because I don't remember the correct pronunciation of her name, her employer was a lesbian that was putting the moves on her there, where she was having her try on a swimsuit. I think that was the one time where Ailish did not go along. Yeah, I yeah. did. Yeah, we did. Okay, go ahead. I thought so, that, that she did was doing that. She was going through all this work to help her to, to pick out the perfect swimming suit. But I, I thought also that she just was kind of an example of someone who kind of got along to go along, and she never once made a decision except the one time when she said she wanted to go back and visit her mother. And... Uh, but that's because Rose died, right? Yeah, but she wanted to spend some time. And, oh. Yeah, because Rose said, and, yeah. and then when she went back, she kind of took over Rose's place, and the, she became the stylish one and the, the smart one and everything like that. Uh, but she, she never made a decision, and it would have been so much better for everybody if she had said, you know, you know, lived true to herself and spoke up for herself. And her mother wanted her to stay with her. 
So that was her goal. She didn't know she was married. And then when she found out, you know, she said, you must go back to your husband and don't talk to me anymore. I'm saying goodbye to you now, which is pretty rigid. But I think the mother was very hurt and very and just said, I've got a break here. I I don't want goodbyes, crying on the street there when she leaves. And uh, she says, don't talk to me. Just go. Yeah, they they definitely uh, they alluded to Mrs. F being a being lesbian. If she if she adjusted those uh, swimsuit uh, suit straps or, or the elastic one time, she must have done it a dozen times, and then she wanted her to try them all on again. So uh, uh, th- th- there was definitely uh, the illusion that she was uh, that, that that she was interested for more for more than just a, a stylish consultant, I believe. It was interesting that that was thrown in there because there really didn't seem to be any purpose for it. I mean, Ailish didn't have to fight her off or anything. I think Ailish finally said she wasn't going to try on anymore, so maybe that was the one thing in this whole book where Ailish kind of took a stand. Yeah, now I remember Rethan reminded me. Are you okay? You want to say something? No, you're doing good. Okay, no, that's all I wanted to say, but she reminded me of the situation now. I remember. Yeah, she was looking at her, you know. We know. Everything and saying, "Oh, you've got to, uh, you've got to shave, and you've got to do this, and, yeah. and, and all this." She was, she was looking her over, mm-hmm. but Ailish did take a stand at least. Finally. There. Yeah, I was wondering whether uh, she had signed the papers to get married, but I wonder if she could have had it annulled. They only really never really got together except the one time. But I don't know how strict the Catholic Church is. On, these contacts, but uh, that, that's what I was wondering because they, they never really had a marriage. Well, you're sounding much better, Don. And yeah, I hadn't thought of that, but she possibly could have done that. But I don't think she would have told anybody in Ireland she was married. I think she just would have gone ahead and married Jim. Yeah, I'm not an expert, Don, but if it wasn't before a priest, Justice of the Peace, I think it was, did they... Did they uh, <laughs> Did they do what comes naturally? I thought once they did. They did, did before she was married. Oh, they did with Tony before? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. But that's before. Yes, I believe that she could have got an annulment if Tony would have agreed. But I don't think she'd have worried about it. I think she would have just married Jim and, and said, forget him. I'll just marry Jim in the church. And it'll be, a, you know, a sacraments of the Catholic Church. And who's going to catch me? You know? Well. And one thing I don't understand is, you know, because he snubbed her so much before and everything like that. No, because why, of the no, girlfriend. I know, but but that he snubbed her so much before. Why she even put up with, you know, why why she didn't just say, you know, this is I'm not available or whatever, but she just kind of went along with it and sat as far away from him as she could and. Let no, but, uh, all that stuff. but the girlfriend had just dropped him and they went to a party. That's and of course he wasn't going to, he didn't want to think of another girl. He was rude. He That's wouldn't it. dance with her. And then later though, she comes back and a uh, uh, man and he kisses her wherever it was on the beach or whatever they were. I forget. But and I wouldn't have put up with a guy Well, if he had done that with me. I'm sorry. You've got to be forgiving. Yeah, I'm with you, Ruthann. I didn't remember that he was upset at the first party because of a girlfriend. I thought he just snubbed her because she wasn't attractive enough and wasn't with the upper class of the town. Um, I was wondering what you guys thought of the mom, which I don't even know if she had a name in the book, and Rose. To me, it seemed like the family was emotionally distant. I mean, there didn't seem to be any closeness there. I'm sure they loved each other. 
But I'm wondering how much of that had an impact on Ailish just going along with everything because the family never discussed things or were close emotionally or shown any emotions or anything. I thought the mother was kind of cold. I thought the mother was cold. And Rose was kind of in another world, you know, when she, she, she'd write letters to Rose, you know, private letters a little bit, but yeah, they were all kind of, uh, aloof. And then Rose urges her to go to America and do what, then Rose is staying with the mother. And, uh, yeah, I thought they were, uh, uh, dis- a little dysfunctional as a family, in my opinion. Uh, what about Jack? Was he, was he the brother, Jack? He, he's in it. He was involved there for a while. I kind of liked him. I thought he would help her more, but he didn't. But uh, he he's kind of there for a while. Yeah, I'm sure their families like like every family that they've all got a bunch of secrets and stuff. And so you know, we get a little bit of a little picture into into them. But there's a lot that's left unexplained and stuff because the uh, you know Rose they, they acted like she was 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 really in i mean she was supposed to be this great golfer and she was uh into everything but but then she she never had a relationship it didn't sound like with anybody other other than her mother i guess it's kind of like she was charged with and, and the mother seemed able to do for herself at least by the end of the book she was you know telling uh Ailish what to do wisely it seemed like but uh i, I thought it was interesting that rose uh uh, never, never was involved with anybody. So I, I don't know which way. Maybe she had some proclivities a certain way too. Who knows? But uh, uh, I, I, I thought it was kind of curious that, and of course I don't, I don't know. You know, I, you know, what it was like being from Ireland and going off. You know, you had Jack was in London, I guess, and but I just thought it was awfully odd that he didn't want to hug his sister or anything when, when you know, he met her. Uh, he was embarrassed by her you know, wanting to show any kind of uh, affection and stuff. That, that kind of stuck out of my mind. I'm thinking, I, I don't know, I, I, that just doesn't seem like families to me. So who knows? But I thought that was a little odd. And she had another brother that, that hardly even got mentions and stuff. I think maybe they, he, he wrote her a letter maybe one time. But uh, uh, but and I, and I know it's a different world. It was a different world back then and stuff. But uh, that, that struck me as, as a little curious at least. And then uh, the other thing that struck me as curious, I've always thought that, that that people back in the 50s, you know, were a lot more mature back then than than the same age folks are now. I mean, I, obviously kids now get exposed to a lot more, but I, I, you know, they just don't seem like they're able to handle anything. And where Ailish seemed like she was real competent on business and stuff like that, uh, on the emotional side, she she seemed to be just the opposite, so... Okay, enough of that. Yeah, well, in the 50s, when did Peyton Place come out? They That's a- they did it, but they weren't supposed to talk about it very much, but they did what they did in the 50s. Uh, but, yeah, you make a good point about Jack. He didn't hug her. He was no. embarrassed with her. Now, maybe, was he with his buddies I can't, at a bar, wasn't it? No, they I, went I'm to trying to remember. And, huh? Yeah, they went to dinner and things Oh, and like he that. wouldn't hug her or do anything. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. He was strange. He didn't help her very much. And I think when she sort of wanted his help, he went off again with the Merchant Marine or whatever he was doing. He just says, I'm out of here. It didn't, I didn't even remember hearing that Jack came back for Rose's funeral, but maybe I just didn't read that. Um, and I was kind of torn between whether the author just chose not to develop some of these characters fully 
on intentionally to give us the sense of kind of a distant family or if it wasn't intentional because I wondered about Rose not being married too in the 50s in Ireland that was what women did and she already had a job and everything you would have expected her to have a husband Bernstein. yeah that that's a good point and you would uh, or else she's going to be an old maid and live with her mother that happened too sometime but less in the 50s a girl got married mm-hmm. they were uh, you know uh, even when I was just starting teaching in the early 60s, um, the girls still want to get married right after, after graduation. You know, that was the big thing uh, to do. Um, there were brothers at the funeral, but they couldn't stay long. And I don't remember Jack, though, being a standout. Was He He may have been there, but they said, we can't stay. You know, Ailish, you, you got to stay with her because we can't. We got to go. You know, Tony's going to expect her to quit her job when they get married. People didn't tolerate the. That's was an embar- Would have been embarrassing for him for his wife to be working. Uh, she's going to. She's going to have a problem where she would have been able to keep her job with Jack. I think. Well, I, I got the feeling that, that they would have made a place for her uh, in the family business. They, they were going to do something. Uh, they were going to establish some kind of business out on Long Island. It seemed like and. Uh, I'm sure they would have welcomed her to to do the bookkeeping and and, and that, but you know, who knows? Yeah, Don, that's a good point. They, they would have made. Um, we assume that Ailish, if we write the sequel, went off and did a little bookkeeping for the family. But I don't believe she went back as a full career bookkeeper. Not with Tony. No, 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 no. I don't believe it. But maybe she did bookkeeping for their their land business, and certainly with Jim, would she? Be, Jim ran a bar, right? Uh, I think she wouldn't work. She would have to give up her career. I, I don't. I mean, it's nice to say he would let her be the bookkeeper for no. the bar, but I don't think so. Yeah, that's hard to say. I, I was thinking that Tony and his brothers would have let her be the bookkeeper for their new business, but certainly once she got pregnant and started having kids, then that's a whole other story. Um, and they're, you know, nothing. The Italians I've known, you know, baby, stay home. You know, have kids. I want kids the first year, about three of them. You know, I mean, they're, they're really macho guys. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they'd say, oh, no, do be, be a bookkeeper for five years and help the land business or development business or contracting. Uh, I somehow something. doubt it. Ruthann wants to talk. Okay. Yeah. In uh, the thing that, that, you know, Tony was good to her and everything like that, but it kind of came with a price. Sure he did. Uh, it kind of came with a price. I want you to marry me because if you go back, you won't come back, and all this sort of thing. And I want you to, you know, yeah. I want you to do this. But you know, all the kindness and goodness he did to her came with a, a price of control. That's very true. But she wouldn't have come back. Well, <laughs> he would that's lost not her. The point. I and he, you know, she uh, she deceived him anyway. So he married her first. Yeah. That is a good point. But if she hadn't married him, I wonder if Mrs. Kelly just would have heard word that she had a boyfriend that she had spent the night with or something, and it still would have resulted in her going back. That's hard to say. That's a good point, though, Ruthann. One of the things that was brought up, um, somebody said, was that people that leave home, leave Ireland, and go to England always miss home, but people that go to America do not. And that seemed to be... Ailish's experience, although I think wherever Ailish was would have been the center of her universe. But I'm wondering why people thought that. If you went to America, you didn't miss home, but if you went to England, you did. They're traditional enemies, you know, in various wars, the English and the Irish, and it's, it's how they'd be treated. 
and uh, it was just a new life. Danny Boy is, I used to think it was a war song, but no, Danny was going to America. And father said, no, you, I won't sing it, but Danny Boy, you know, let's think of Ireland, but you go, you're going to America because we'll never see you again. And uh, so, yeah, I, I think the, there's great animosity between the Irish and the English even today. Look, one quote that I wrote down that I just thought was funny was Mrs. Kelly um, on a Sunday when all the people would come into the store, she was asking Mary or somebody to hang up flypaper. She said, no one likes flies, especially on a Sunday. And for some reason, that just cracked me up. I thought that was hilarious. I did think Mrs. Kelly treated Mary like a slave, and I would have liked to have seen a happier ending for Mary somehow. I don't know if it was her daughter or or a long-lost relative or what. I don't remember what the relationship was there, but I really felt sorry for her. Oh, absolutely. If Mary was where she is, would she be able to rise in her position? One doubts it. And even at the end there when uh, she wanted to talk to Ailey, she says, all right, Mary. Get out. You brought her up here. Go downstairs now. You know, she treat, treated her like a, a slave. I, I wanted to ask, uh, I'm always interested where the authors are coming from. Did I hear in your little bio that this guy's father was a member of the IRA? Or it sounded like his father and maybe some other family members? Uh or, or, or what? I, you know, I, not that any of this was was political or anything, but uh, I, I guess some of the allusions between England and Ireland, you, you could do a little tie-in, maybe. But uh, I know I heard, I thought I heard that his father was a member of the IRA. Yes, you're correct. Um, I'll flip to the bio real quick while you guys are talking and see who else, because it was his father and somebody else. So that's uh, she wouldn't go to England then; it would be America, and she'd feel at home there. It was both his father and his grandfather, which is kind of interesting because they had the big Easter rising in, oh, 19-teens sometime. I guess it was during World War One. so you wonder if one of them or both would have been involved in that. Yeah, 1916, that was the Easter battle. They had a big battle there, and uh, that was a bad one for the Irish. They got beat. I thought it was interesting that Eilish, um, one of the questions that was in something I read, was a publisher's question, which I usually don't like the publisher's questions. But they were talking about if people are more con- you know, more connected now with emails and everything rather than having to wait for letters going back and forth. Is that a good thing? Does that hinder adjustment to a new country? Or was Ailish helped by the fact that she wasn't in constant contact with people back home? She was kind of forced to make it on her own. I'll start it. I'm not sure that the social media has made us all love each other. I think many people are sitting alone in their rooms plotting, some plotting bad things, some, you know, they're but they're isolated. But what it's given you is even in your isolation, you can still reach out to the world. Uh, and I, I think uh, your point that Eilish was on her own. She did write letters to her mother and to Rose, but after the fact, she had to solve her problems and uh, would tell them what, going on a lot of times she said everything's fine even when she was almost starving you know she wasn't gonna i admire her for that that she she what could her mother do you know and uh then then didn't she start sending her mother some money i think but uh, i i think uh, my point is i think it they were truly rugged individualists those people who came to america or whatever from other countries and had to had to uh rely on their own resources or the friendship of others and sadly, a lot of the people from their own country cheated them, 
No one cheated the Chinese. Well, the whites did, but Chinese cheated each other. The guys who got there first cheated the, the second, the next wave because they'd been cheated. And uh, but uh, the Irish were very communal once they got together. I'm reading the uh, the Fitzgeralds and the Kennedys slowly but steadily. And oh boy, the Irish are emerging now as a power in New York and Massachusetts. Well, you know, I, I think email and the internet and all that. You know, it certainly makes communication easier, and it certainly makes the spread of factual information easier. Now, whether it makes one better able to adjust to a new locale or actually whether it makes it easier to get along with people, I think probably not. And uh, at the end of the day, it's the, the ones that are willing to get out there and roll their sleeves up and get in and mix with folks and, and you know, and do what needs to be done that uh that, that controls how successful you are in life and uh, uh like i say the internet's great if you want to find an answer to something you know it, it's great for that but uh i'm not sure you know finding an answer to stuff is is, is gonna gonna help you su- to succeed in, in most things in life so uh uh, uh and, and plus <laughs> plus with ailish you know she wasn't even reading the letters that she did get, so you know, never mind. They were coming slow. She was, you know, she had she had made up her mind. Uh, she was great at skirting when it was time to time to face up to things. She was great at saying, oh, "Well, I'm going to get around to that later, or uh, I'm, I'm going to look at this later, or I'm going to put it off a little bit longer and stuff like that." So, uh, 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 you know, uh, the, you know. If, if you're like that, you know, having access to electronic communication is not going to, it's not going to help you. Go ahead. I want to bring up a character that I kind of did okay. like. Okay. And I think that was uh, Tony's younger brother Frank, who's I think was eight years old at the time, and he says, "I'm going to tell what I really think and everything," and that they were all terrified as to how he was going to think. And the first thing he wound up saying to her is, "I don't like the Irish. We, we, I don't like you because you're Irish." And he was really, you know, telling that they, um, you know, was was probably one of the most honest people there because he told just what he thought. And she was, that was one person that she really tried to um, kind of change his mind about her, kind of got to know. Who was Frank again? Frank was uh, his little brother. Whose uh, little brother? Tony's little brother. Oh, yes, yes, I, I like remember that. it now. Yeah, he was very frank, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you brought him up. I'd forgotten about that because that was one relationship where she took the lead and she went out of her way to make friends with him and uh, kind of joke around with him and treat him like an equal. I, I thought that was that was really interesting because she seemed really different with him. Yeah, yeah. thanks for bringing him up, Ruth. And I, I, I liked him too. And I, I liked her best when she was interacting with Frank, it seemed like, because she acted uh, – uh, you know, she's uh, she seemed to get him, and and she seemed to accept him, and uh, he he was a good character. Uh, so yeah, thanks for thanks for mentioning him. You're right, Sherry. He he didn't. She didn't, or he didn't develop some of these characters. No, they just popped in and popped out. Well, like Rose, for instance, we all liked her, but you know, she really we didn't really know her. Um, Ailish at first didn't want to tell Rose that Tony was a plumber. She was afraid that Rose wouldn't like him. And, I mean, I didn't know Rose that well, but I wanted to think that she wouldn't have cared if he was a plumber. What do you guys think? Well, Rose would have liked him. Yeah, she was being a snob there, Ailish. Uh, you know, just tell her he's a plumber, hardworking plumber. 
And later, remember, he wanted to build houses and do all kinds of things. They were very ambitious, the brothers. Yeah, I would have thought Rose wouldn't have had any problems. It's not like Ailish was from the, the upper crust of society or anything. Her family sounded like they were regular working folks and stuff. I didn't get the I didn't get the impression they were. I mean, Rose did play golf, but I mean, you know, I, I'm assuming a lot of people in Ireland play golf, but uh, uh, I, I, I wasn't struck that, that that they seemed to be upper upper class or anything. I think it was the um, office worker versus a person who worked was a tradesman, maybe. It's what Ailish was worried about. Yeah, a little bit snobbish, but I don't think Ailish would have ever made it in the upper classes of New York uh, City or anything like that. But you're right, at the office versus a tradesman. That probably was it. Go ahead. She wanted to get off the floor of the... Of the that was her goal. That was to her get goal, to be a bookkeeper. This, and be the bookkeeper for the company. Right. Plumbers make good money. Yeah, that's for sure. What did Don say? It, it's all about get, making money that she wanted yeah. to do? He said plumbers make good money, and he's right. So, And, and I, I, I kind of liked Tony. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I didn't really get the sense that he was controlling and stuff. I, and I, I know Ruth Ann alluded to that, but uh, uh, the, the, the part I got of him, he seemed like a pretty decent guy, and he was uh, – he seemed real – real patient and kind with her and uh uh i don't know he, he seemed like a pretty pretty good guy to me i i i i, I liked him so uh uh, uh I, I liked him better than i did jim but uh hey that that's my take uh thumbs up for tony jim was a mama's boy even though his parents were leaving the house to give to him and and alish it looked like I think that he was—he would have done what his father and mom wanted him to do, which is you should respect your parents. But, uh, yeah, I, I like Tony. I thought he was fine. And where he really, I wondered, will he stick with her when uh, Rose died? And, and he was there with Father Flood and the landlady. And he always he was there. To, and he walked, remember, he walked her to work or he'd meet her. Oh, uh, but when, when the Rose died, he was really there. And I was very proud of him. Yes, she, he asked her to marry him. Uh, yes, because, you know, he wanted to show his love for her. I don't think it was malicious on his part or possessive. I think it's just different. It just happened, you know. And, uh, she should have said no. And she could have said no. She could have said, let me think it over like someone else I know. Uh-oh. I was shocked to my teeth, my roots. Yeah, I liked Tony a lot. I thought he was just a solid, kind-hearted, good person. And I think he would make a really good husband for her. And I think they'll end up being happy because I don't think, I guess given the opportunity, if she goes off on her own somewhere, there's a risk she could stray. But I think as long as she stays in New York with Tony, she'll be fine. And I think as far as the proposal, wasn't it early in the book where he told her he loved her and she told him don't say that yet or something like that, and he did back off and wait? And he was certainly right if she didn't marry him. She might not have ever come back. Yeah, it, it, it was earlier. You're, you're right about that. And yeah, and I, I mean, I, obviously, we knew what she was like as the readers. You know, by the time we got to the end of the book, we got to figure he could kind of sense some of her uh, lack of of uh, uh, commitment on on certain matters. So yeah, I think he I think he was wise. Well, maybe not wise is the best best choice of words, but. Uh, he certainly thought he had a better than even chance of losing her if she went off to Ireland, and because uh, I'm sure he, he he could sense better than any of us 
what she was like when it came to commitment and stuff. So he, he was trying to, I mean, he obviously loved her, and he wanted to do what he could do to, you know, to, to, to get her to come back to him and stuff. So uh, whether that was the, the best thing or not, who knows. But uh, uh, he, he obviously cared, cared a great deal for her. Yeah, and bear in mind, she was 25 years old, and Tony was probably a little older. They, were, they weren't kids. And uh, she could have said no. She could have said, I want to think it over, or I'll, I'll, let me go see my mother, and I'll come back to you. I hope I can, will, you know. But she said yes, so there you go. And then wanted to say no later. Yeah. I mean, all those letters from Tony that she didn't read for a long time, yeah. and, and uh, you know, thinking about Jim and going out with him. My goodness. Yeah, Ruth Ann said she wanted her cake and eat it too. Um, I actually downloaded the film of this book. That It's on Blind My Smart in audio description. And what struck me about listening to the film is I liked Ailish a lot better than I did in the book. And I'm not sure why, if it's just because you hear her speaking and stuff like that. I'm not sure. But if I had just watched the movie and not the book, I would be really surprised of people's opinions of Ailish. I thought that was interesting. And in the movie, they don't have Jim snubbing her at the beginning. That's kind of left out. And I don't think Frankie was in the movie, Tony's little brother and stuff. And I can't remember if there's anything else that was left out. For, for the most part, the rest of it was pretty true to the book. I'm going to get, thank you, Sherry. I'm in Blind My Smart somewhere. I have to look up my password every once in a while. But I'll get it. Thank you. Did you in, did you enjoy the the movie, Sherry? Was it was it was it good? Because I know it, I think it was nominated for an for an Oscar, I believe. And uh, I remember I remember seeing some previews to it when when they were talking about it, you know, at the Oscars last year. But uh, uh, did did it, did it was the audio description pretty good? Was it was it decently done? Did you like it? Yes, I did like it. Um, and usually, I mean, I almost always like books better than the movies. But I'd have to say these were equally likable. And I could see why they nominated it for an Academy Award. It's it's not a you know fast paced adventure story, so you kind of know what you're going to get if you've read the book. But it was done very very well, and the description was done very well too. Oh my gosh, an Academy Award! They nominated him. See, based on the book, I wouldn't do it. I want to see the movie now. I think you better see the movie. Yeah, I, I, I prefer movies that aren't fast paced adventures anyway, because. Uh, I like them that are more about about the human condition, about human characters and stuff. And this is certainly one of those kind of stories. So, uh, yeah, I need to get it and 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 uh, and, and listen to the uh, the audio description. Well, if anyone gets it and listens to it, let me know what you think. Will do. Was this the book I read so many where she's seasick? Yes. And the woman at first that she shares the room with is kind of mean. And then they won't let her in the bathroom. The couple, the people next door, they lock the bathroom. <laughs> Poor girl was sick. Yeah. I remember, I thought that was funny. I mean, because then the lady befriended her. They came in and says, we're going to get the bathroom. And uh, I, I thought that was pretty funny. That was a great scene. Thanks for reminding me. I, I thought that was one of the best parts of the book and stuff. I thought, isn't that just like people, you know? Uh, uh, here she is sick as a dog, and these people are... Or, or trying to secure the bathroom where they can hog it all to themselves. I thought that was horrible, but you know, uh, apparently that, that was what the kind of games they played on those those third class uh, travelers on those overseas trips and stuff. And I thought, man, it, it, isn't that terrible? But that 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 was entertaining. Yeah, her her roommate was great because she she had obviously been on the trip a bunch of times, and uh, she 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 uh, told her the ropes and how it all worked. So uh, that that was interesting. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. That was a great scene. 
And am I remembering right that at the end of the book, when she was going back to New York, she helped someone whose first trip it was? Or was maybe that something that was just in the movie? Oh, I think she did. Yes, she did. I, but the thing is, Sherry, there's another character that is there and then isn't. You know, they land in New York and she never sees her again. Not that she should, by the way. But yeah, she sort of developed. I liked the lady that befriended her. I said, she's great. I wonder if they're going to be pals or friends. Nope. She was in and out. G- goodbye. I, I don't remember her helping anybody on on the way back. Uh, did I sleep to that part? Maybe that was at the end. But uh, re- refresh my memory. I don't. I don't. I don't remember that. Well, on the trip back, she kind of took the role of the English girl that helped her when she was on the way over. And I forget what advice she offered the girl. It was something to help her prevent getting seasick. Could you? Do you remember Bob or Ruthann? Gee, I don't remember that. I remember what I, I remember her taking the train, and it sort of ended that she's going home. You know, it's kind of sad. But maybe I missed it. Maybe I, I, I don't know. The answer is I don't know that she befriended someone and they spent time showing with a nice person she was to her. I hope so, but uh, I don't remember that. Well, that might have just been in the movie. Uh, it's been a while since I've read the book or watched the movie. But I think in the movie, at the end, when she was going back to New York, she she took the role that the other girl had taken with her and was helping somebody to avoid seasickness. Good. It shows maturity. She's growing up. Okay, any next book or anybody got anything else to say? Yeah, does anyone have any other comments? I'll let go of the mic, and if not, then I'll come right back on and tell you the next book. I was going to say thank, thanks for recommending this one. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I read it and that... Uh, 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 this, this, this was a good discussion, and that's why I come to these because I, I read a bunch of stuff that I wouldn't normally read, and this was a this was a good choice. Yeah, thank you, you guys, for recommending it. I if I told you I started saying it was a girl's book, but now that I've heard the discussion, it's a little more than that. No, I wouldn't. I never have read it with it except it was suggested. Well, that's the good thing about book clubs is we get we read stuff we wouldn't ordinarily read and frequently find that we like it. Um, we are going to skip November, um, so our next meeting will be Thursday, December 1st, and uh, it's not that we picked a long book or anything, it's just the way this worked out, but the next book is called The Hopefuls, and it's by Jennifer Close, C-L-O-S-E, and the DB number is 85096, I'm going to hit enter and put it up in the chat window, it's... um. A political, um, light-hearted, like family kind of drama about a couple that moves to Washington D.C. and what uh, I think they're involved with somebody who wants to become a senator or something like that. Um, Michelle picked this book and it was on my list too, so it looked like it would be really good. So hopefully people will like it and come and join us in December. Is it eight five zero nine six? I go to the DB numbers. What was the title again? It was 85096, and it's called The Hopefuls, H-O-P-E-F-U-L-S, and it's by Jennifer Close, C-L-O-S-E. And it's not 35 hours. No, it's 40. Terrible. <laughs> Just kidding. I think it, it might even be less than 10, but it's not. It's definitely like 10, 12, something like that. Okay, great meeting, and uh, we'll be here when, whenever it is. First Thursday in December. It's 11 hours, 35 minutes, and it's read by 
Georgina Marie. I don't recognize that, but uh, 11 hours, 35 minutes. That's good. That's fine. All right, guys. Thank you. We're we're ending the recording, and I think I've got it, Sherry. Okay. Thanks, everybody. And-